fierce ladies, welcome to the Moms in Real Estate podcast, where we unleash our unapologetic power to share the raw truth of our journeys. Brace yourself for a dose of empowerment, education, and encouragement like never before. I'm Kristen, a relentless entrepreneur obsessed with connecting and uplifting fellow boss babes. In this podcast, we're all about getting down to business, conquering motherhood, nurturing relationships, and so much more. Get ready to dive into the nitty gritty, embrace the hustle, and unravel the secrets of success in the world of real estate. We're here to ignite your fire, equip you with the knowledge, and unleash your limitless potential. Tune in as we redefine what it means to be a true boss babe. Welcome to the Moms in Real Estate show. I'm Kristen Cantrell, your host, and I am so excited to have Stephanie Gulau on the show. She's a real estate agent from Ohio with four years of experience, and not only is she dedicated to her thriving career, but she's also pursuing a master's right now at OSU. So join us as we dive into Stephanie's journey of building Columbus one house at a time. Hey, Stephanie, how's it going? Good. How are you? I'm doing good now that we're finally doing our podcast. I know it has been a long time coming. I'm so excited. (laughs) I know. So why don't we get started? Dive into just tell the audience a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so I am not a Columbus, Ohio native. Um, I moved here from the East Coast probably almost 10 years ago. And Columbus is now home and I've fallen in love with this city and um, I've spent a lot of the last couple of years networking, reaching out, trying to surround myself with people that I'm just so impressed with, enamored with, and just want to grow as a human. And that's how I found you. So uh, real Aww. estate is booming in Columbus. Yeah. And I, I just connected with you almost immediately. And social media is so great in that way. It so really um, I'm really looking forward. It really is. So that's, that's a little bit about me. But I moved here from an East Coaster to my core. And you totally um, have I East Coast that. vibes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get rid of it. I was hoping the Midwest would like cover it up, but it's not. No, you don't want to cover that up. I think it's like, it's really awesome. So then when you moved I, to Columbus, were you a real estate agent beforehand or did you get your license once you moved? Yeah, so that's a great question. No, I actually started in insurance. I was with State Farm for a long time oh, and that's then hardcore. moved to title and then Yeah, it was. It was very interesting. You see all the stuff that goes wrong in everybody's life. So you appreciate things uh, in a different way. So getting into real estate was, it was a really easy transition. Yeah, honestly, going from insurance to title to real estate, like it is, you went from like the harder industries into the easier industry. So it's all uphill from there. Got easier in the other way. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I got my insurance license when I was 20, like 23 or 24, I got my life insurance license and it was the worst. <laughs> like that was I my worst. <laughs> People in insurance title, I tell you, they are doing God's work. Like it is the hardest job on this planet. It's so hard selling life insurance. I'm like, I thought everybody needed this. And I felt like it was the hardest thing to talk to people about. And I also did not realize that I started my own business and I worked for New York life. Um, but like just the whole like concept of it, I wasn't grasping at such a, such a young age. And I think about real estate agents all the time now, like young new real estate agents that like get in and they don't understand that they started a business. I'm like, I was so there. 
Yeah, it's so green and it almost makes you wish you could have. I just so many things. I wonder if I would have done them differently if I would have changed the mindset of like, this is my business and I need to run it that way. Oh my gosh, 100 percent. I'm always like, I think I have such a heart for young people in our industry because I, uh-huh. I mean, multiple times I got my real estate license when I was 18, but I got out because I was like, screw this industry. Like, I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> the people I was with, like, totally took advantage of me. And I was like, this is terrible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, real it's cutthroat, man. It's different in a different <laughs> way. It mm-hmm. is so cutthroat, though. And I think insurance kind of like preps you a little bit with these, like you're saying, life insurance, you're having these awful, (laughs) almost unmanageable conversations with people that are so like tiptoe. It's like it prepares you for having that like really hard conversation about these massive purchases that they're doing. Yeah. And I totally get it from like the other perspective. These are things I don't want to talk about. Like I get so annoyed when like my financial planner calls me and it's nothing against him. It's all my own problems, but I'm just like, Oh, like I don't want to talk to him. And like, so sometimes I have to remind myself, like I'm like that to people. Like they don't want to talk about these things. I, it's not me. It's the thing. I know we get, we get hardened to it a little bit. And sometimes when I'm working with a first time home buyer, sometimes I have to step back and I'm like, Steph, you didn't know anything before you got into this. So like, you need to like humble yourself a little bit and realize they don't know what a down payment means that it's not 20% anymore. Like the most simple things to me are so different to other people. And that's really hard to keep reminding yourself over and over and over. Yeah, a hundred percent. And it's such a good reminder to put yourself in their shoes. So tell us like what, how have you built your business? So when I got into real estate, I actually did it with open houses. And I know this is a very like split conversation, right? Like some people believe in them. Yeah. Some people hate them to their core. I just, I love people. So Mm -hmm. open houses for me, I feel like was a no brainer. And I'm also not from Ohio. I don't have a, a, any kind of like setting here. So I had to start from scratch and open houses allowed me to do that. Um, but you know, as the years progressed, it became referral without me even realizing that that's what was happening. Mm -hmm. So I, but I will always, always believe open houses. And I know I'll be like, that's my hill I might die on. You know what? There's a lot. Yeah. A lot of people love open houses. I can think of tons of moms in real estate, uh, ladies that we've had over the years on the podcast that, I mean, it's their, it's their bread and butter. And even if they're high producing agents, they're like, I will sit them. I can actually think of a girl right now, Cassandra. And she runs a team and she built her business off open houses. And she, when her team doesn't go to an open house, she'll go sit it. And then she'll like tell them about all the leads they missed out on that she gets. I remember her doing that last year. Yeah. She's like, oh, too bad you guys sat home today. Cause guess what? I just got four leads. Like. Well, and you, I mean, to your point though, the being a mom in real estate, I mean, you got to sacrifice things, right? Mm-hmm. And that's a learning curve that I've faced over the last year and a half, two years. And these moms have been doing it for so long. So I look up to these people and I'm always like, how do they do it? How do they build their business? And, you know, open houses, I learned very quickly, you can get a whole lot done at an open house. Yes. And whether it's a dead open house and you're just getting work done yep. or it's a busy open house and you're getting a bunch of leads there's really no lose in the situation except for your time. Like that was the sacrifice. Well, let's actually stop and talk about that because there might be somebody listening that's like, okay, so if an open house is dead, like what specifically are you doing in there? 
God, that's a great question. The biggest thing lately I've been working on, I do a lot of new construction here in Columbus. Mm -hmm. um, and that's a lot of paperwork, especially when you go custom. Um, it's a lot of phone calls, a lot of setting up appointments, a lot of quotes, a lot of, I don't want to say busy work, but it's necessary work, but it's time consuming. Mm -hmm. So if you can block out two hours and just start calling the excavation companies, the electricians, all the different things that you need to get started on that or um, go through the floor plans on the website or just different things like that. Um, that's what I've been spending a lot of my time doing at open houses um, and cleaning up my dot loop, right? Like that's always the paperwork <laughs> side of it. And that will never end. And I even hired a transaction coordinator, but I think my OCD is like, I still go through it and still look at it. Yeah. Oh, you, your OCD or, or the controlling thing that you just can't let go of. I totally get that. I was in. That's real. Yeah, it is real. I'm like, sometimes I'm doing stuff like actually this morning, I was like cleaning up my Canva and I'm like, oh, like, I don't want to do this, but like, who else is going to go in and do this? They don't know what's important, what's not important. And it's such a mess. They don't know me. <laughs> I know. <In> my brain. <laughs> they don't. I wish someone could go well, in my brain. I wish somebody, oh God, it's kind of a scary thought, right? To like think if there were like two of us just out there in the world <laughs> roaming around. <laughs> terrifying. The world would be a great place, but also very terrifying. Yes. So I love that. But I, I had one of my coaching sessions recently. I have a really good coach and I love her. She's built a team and she's just, she's amazing. And she thinks of things very differently, very outside the box. And I resonate with that. Yes. And she is like, Steph, you know, you're doing all this admin work. You're doing all these things. And think about how much money you made last year and divide it your time up. And what does that per hour cost to you, right? Like, what does that look like? And I did the math and she's like, you're paying that hourly fee to be your own admin. And she's like, can you outsource that and not be cheaper? It's when I started thinking about it, like you said earlier, like a business is when things started to really happen for me. Yeah. And I think this year is going to be a lot of that, but I'm sure that that's something you run into every day. And when you're thinking about like, I'm looking at my dot loop and I'm being OCD and I'm doing these things. It's like, when does it stop? And when do you trust another human or train them and do that? And that's a tough point, I feel like. Yeah, it's really tough. And we've had a lot of conversations on here too about hiring like VAs and um, like best practices yeah. with that. And it, it honestly, it just takes patience. And I think that a lot of, um, you know, high functioning, high producing women don't have patience. And so I think that's where Zero. like a big <laughs> disconnect is. And um, I know that's my problem. Like, I'm just like, can't like, yeah. doesn't everyone just know like automatically? Like, I don't have three months to do this. <laughs> I literally think that all the time. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. I just wish people could know. So, you know, I think I've started being strategic about who you hired too, right? Like you were saying you started in 2018 or when you were 18 years old. Like there are people out there that started in real estate that maybe didn't make it as an agent, but they were a damn good support system for whoever they worked for. Oh, I was for the best support system. Yeah. So mm -hmm. they're looking to get back into the game or they're retired and they're, they're grandmas now, or their kids are grown up and they want to get back in the game. They know how to use the systems. I think I'm looking for the wrong person. And mm -hmm. when I readjusted that focus, I think I'm, I need to look for somebody different that kind of, I don't need to train because Lord knows I don't want to do that. Yeah. I actually talked to my coach last week and, um, I said our next phone call, I now that like we, he looked at my business from like way up in the sky, just like, okay, here's yeah. everything we have going on. I said the next phone yeah, call yeah. is laying out the roles. Like who am I looking for yeah. and like identifying that that position because I'm so like 
oh my gosh, like this next, this person's just helped, like my poor sister, she like works with me and <laughs> she probably wants to kill me all the time. But I'm like, I just throw everything at both of us, you know, and it's like, we'll figure it yeah. out. But it's, that's horrible, like horrible leadership on my part. Um, so I'm having him help me, <laughs> help me identify that on our next call. I cannot wait. But speaking of coaches, well, like I yeah. love that you just like mentioned that you have a coach and like how great that yeah. is for you. I am such an advocate of always having a coach. Hi, it's Barbara with your tax coach. And we love helping entrepreneurs save money on their taxes. Here's a quick tax tip. Did you know that if you make more than $150,000 per year, if you have losses on your real estate properties, they can actually be limited or you might not be able to take any of them on your tax returns unless you can qualify as a real estate professional, also known as rep status. If your accountant hasn't talked to you about rep status, please give us a follow at your tax coach. For more info, follow us on Instagram at yourtaxcoach or go to our website, yourtaxcoach.com. Are you brand new to having a coach? Um, have you always had a coach? So I've actually just started dabbling. I had, so I did, um, one of the reasons I found you was through Whitney and Kim and Whitney, I had taken a class of her. She was, it had a coaching class, um, her six pivots class. And that was kind of my very first start intro into coaching. And like, we've talked about this in the past, right? Like spending money on yourself yeah. and how scary it is, especially at that level when we're talking that in the thousands. Yeah. I was like so nervous to quit my nine to five. I was so terrified, but like I wanted to bet on myself. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, you know what? I hear a lot about coaching. A lot of the books I read talk about it. A lot of people in my industry that are doing it, there's a reason. Mm -hmm. So I did a little research and then I took Whitney's class a couple of years ago. And then um, as my business started I, I started seeing things work. I'm like, I need another opinion. I need someone who can look at this, like you said, from a bird's eye view and give you the lay of the land from a very different perspective mm -hmm. because things have to continue to evolve and change. And sometimes we're not the ones that see it. We see it the way we want to see it. And we need that healthy, like just someone, someone else to just review it and give us their opinion, Re like personal, not personal, but like a professional opinion. Yeah. And they have nothing to gain or lose. It's just a genuinely honest opinion. And so far it's been great, but this, this year I think is going to be a heavy year for that and diving more into that and spending more money. But I think Whitney was my first, I think real, real money, real class, real accountability. Um, and then now with Keller Williams, I mean, my coach Mary has been amazing. That's great. But she's been the first one that's like, did you do what we talked about last meeting? Did you do this? Did you know what I mean? Like not just say it. And then that's the, the last you hear of it. Yeah. She's like, okay, what did you do since the last time we met? What? So the accountability is something that I need. Yeah. The homework is huge. I love having like a follow-up email with yeah. homework. I'm like, perfect. Cause like it's, some people are just task oriented and yes, a huge yes. shout out to Whitney. Like you guys have definitely <laughs> seen Whitney in the Facebook group and her confidence. I think her helping me with confidence and probably you too is one of her biggest like value yeah. adds too is like she and she just makes you feel like you have so much to offer and then like really identifies what that yeah. is and how to like bring it out to the world. So, um, yeah, definitely my one of my biggest eye openers with she wasn't my first coach. She was my third coach, but definitely one that nice. I will always stick to. Well, I think everyone needs a hype person, right? Like mm -hmm. I try to give that to friends, but it's in a different way. And like people that I really click with, lenders, builders, whoever, if I really vibe with somebody, I really want to be your hype person. I get oh, absolutely totally. zero from it. 
-hmm. But that's, that's the point. I, I, that's why I'm, I think this year I'm kind of resetting boundaries, resetting relationships, because it's like, once you get to a certain point, so many things matter more, especially when you're a mom, right? Like the things, the nonsense from before, it doesn't, it doesn't take a priority anymore. Like it's so far behind things just become more important very quickly. Yeah. You're, it's so true. What has shifted for you? Do you feel like as you've become a mom? You know, <laughs> this is another 50, 50 coin flip what I'm sure people are going to feel, but shutting your phone off after like a certain time. And I used to be the agent. I swear to God, I've written contracts at two in the morning. I am not, I'm not ashamed of it. I felt great about it. When I first got started, I was the most available human being on this planet. Mm -hmm. But as things have progressed, I've learned to say, you know what, I'll get to it tomorrow, or I will text you tomorrow, or, you know, let's, let's set up a call this week. I'm not dropping everything I'm doing in the moment to deal with that fire or that whatever it is. And I'm trying to just be present because something as a child, I I'm a product of a single mother. Like there, I really do want to instill the time that I know she didn't have because all she did was work. Yeah. So I want to be able to do it all, I guess, so to speak, but still be present as much as humanly possible and achieve, you know, quote unquote balance, work-life balance, if that's even a thing, but to the best of my ability. And that's something that's changed for me. The saying no, I've just, or just literally not making it a priority. I'll get to it when I get to it. I used to text back right away. Mm -hmm. Like time will pass and I'm cooking dinner with my family and then I will get to it. But people have respected it. I'm actually floored by the way that it was received. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And I feel like it's something that it ebbs and flows because sometimes I'm really good yeah. at those boundaries. And then sometimes I'm like working all the time. Like I'm, I'm in a season you right now. Yeah. yeah. I'm in a season right now of where I am not that present at home and I'm trying to like get back into like, okay, like you've got to be present. And I, you know, it, it's hard. Right. It's a, something that you have to practice all the time. I think people think that all of a sudden, like you've reached balance and you really haven't. It's something I that you have to practice. Yeah, you're working toward that for God knows how long that'll take, but you just a little bit at a time. And mm -hmm. what do they say? Eat the elephant in small bites. Isn't that the yeah. saying? That's yeah. kind of the way I look at it. Yeah. Every day I just try to be part of dinner or bath time. I'm not saying it's a perfect day. There are times that I'm on the phone and things like that. But like you said, it takes practice and I don't think anybody will ever be perfect at it but we're doing our absolute best. Yeah. What have been your biggest struggles in your real estate business? Um, I think in Columbus, I mean, Columbus is growing at like an exponential rate and I, I don't think people can like keep up with it. So I think I want to call that a challenge because I do think the way we do business has changed even in the last like four to five years. Not, we're not talking decades, but even in the last few years, Columbus, they can't build houses fast enough. They are, they have massive places coming to Columbus, the Intel plant, L the LG battery plant. Like there are things coming to Columbus that are going to bring so many people. Mm -hmm. It almost feels like Columbus is turning into New York city in 10 years, right? They're redoing <clears throat> the airport terrifying. so that we can, it is terrifying. Yeah. And especially growing up in a big city area, it is terrifying, but I will say in real estate, it is. Uh oh. Work and put yourself out there and be uncomfortable and do the open houses and the things. But I do think that Columbus is growing and that is a challenge because a lot of agents are used to real estate 20, 30 years ago. Mm -hmm. And then COVID happened. That shook everything up. 
And then now everybody sees one episode, right? A selling sunset. They're like, we can be in real estate. We're ready to do this. And it's not the COVID market anymore. So now you really got to add your value proposition, right? Like what makes you worth this money and the time and why do I use you? So the challenges are really going to be selling your value, but also just adjusting to a continually changing market. It's just like you said, ebbs and flows. And we've had some aggressive ones lately. Yeah. And if you haven't identified your value proposition, it's a great, great thing that you you have to do. I feel like I've asked a lot of people Indeed. about that and even in title and mortgage, whatever. And I feel like a lot of people yeah. do not know. And I think if you haven't, definitely go through some exercises to figure it out. I completely agree. And I don't think, I think people have it in them. They just don't know how to explain it. And I know the elevator pitch used to be the one, right? Like sell me on yourself or sell me this pen or like all the different ones that you've heard over the years. But that's something that Whitney, when you, like you said, the confidence that she instills in you, you have to have that to be able to show value. Mm -hmm. And if you don't believe in yourself, why in the hell would anybody else? Yeah. So she, I think she just offered such a, I, I just, the confidence piece, God, that's gotta be the word of the year. I feel like sometimes because it really is. Yeah, even at my retreats when she does like her confidence speech, people are so engaged in that specific section where I didn't know that that was yeah. going to be so important. Um, yeah, it's great. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not surprised by it, but I know a lot of agents that have been in the business a long time that are moms that are trying to do it all, right? They're having two, three, four kids. They're growing their family and it's wonderful to see, but I think a lot of them don't realize that they have so much more to offer than what they even like know yeah. and how someone else looks at you and perceives you. And I, I just, it's, so that's what I'm saying. Like, I just try to be a hype person, any opportunity that I can, because I don't feel like that as women or even as just in real estate, I think you're more quick to see somebody tear you down than you are build you up. Oh yeah. I totally agree. And that's such a good thing to strive to be for other people. So, and I hope that it pays off, you know, small pieces. Oh, I think it, I know it definitely does just because I feel like I've been that to so many people for so long and I think it's definitely paid off. That makes me feel good. <laughs> yes. Okay. So I always like to um, end with two things. One is if you were to give a mom in real estate, who's brand new to the industry, one piece of advice, what would it be? Okay. I would say go for it. Like, just go for it. It doesn't matter what it is. If you're in real estate, if you're trying to lose 20 pounds, if you want that piece of cake, that bag, those shoes, go for it. That's what I would say. <laughs> like, like it's like, just do it. Just like Nike says. Just do, just it. do it. Yes. Nike's not dumb. They know what they're doing. They know what's up. <laughs> I like that. Okay. Then my other question is, if you could partner with any celebrity in your business, who would it be? Oh my God. I love this question. It's a good I, and again, none of this is scripted, which is why I love you so much because it's so genuine and real, but you know, my answer would have been different, I guess maybe a couple weeks ago, but I saw this interview with Blake Lively. Okay. Oh yeah. And I like her so much. And I think I would choose her because she's so real. They were like, you know, who, you know, who did talking about her outfit and her clothes. And she's like, I have access to the best designers in the world. I have like an upper hand. I, I pick my outfits, but I of course pick my outfits because they're literally given to me by designers yeah. and she's just calling it what it was. And I was like, I love that energy and the, I'm not, she doesn't act famous. It doesn't change who she is as a person. 
and she can still be a mom and achieve everything. So I would probably pick her. I want to see that interview. Send it to me. <laughs> I'm like, yes, shout out to Blake Lively. Yeah, totally. If you I, see this, I would love it. <laughs> I was actually this morning. So my answer today, and I don't know much about this guy, but I feel like I've seen him twice recently. And I'm like, I need to like figure out how to like be more around his music at least. But yes. I'm obsessed with Jelly Roll. Oh my God. Could there be a better person in this world? I'm like, this guy's like the most legit guy ever. And his music gives me the chills. So I feel like today I'm going to pick him. Okay. I love that. If I had a second choice, I agree with that. I'm just, I'm really impressed with that choice. I like the celebrity one. And I'm thinking now, like if I had to pick a regular person, who would I pick? Just somebody in my industry that I really like. Yeah. Me. (laughs) And that's the perfect ending to our book. I love it. Um, Okay. So if anyone is listening right now and they want to hang out with me and Stephanie in Columbus, Ohio, I will be out there on April 17th. I'll put all the details in the show notes, but we're going to do a full day workshop um, with a content creation day. So you guys will definitely have to come if you're local or close enough to fly out. It has been so fun having you on. Thanks so much for coming. Of course. I'm I'm so grateful. All right. We'll see you later. Hi, it's Kim and Whitney from Real Social Agent, and we love helping real estate professionals create social media content that helps them grow their business. If you're a real estate professional looking to save time and create more effective content, we're about to make your life so much better. You're amazing at what you do, and we're here to make sure everyone else knows that. From social media coaching to custom content creation, our job is to make you shine. Follow us on Instagram at Real Social Agent or download our free Reels 101 library at the link in the show notes. Thanks, friend, for listening to the podcast. We love having you in our community. If you enjoyed our podcast, please leave us a review or share it with a friend. Also, we'd love to connect with you on Instagram. Go follow us at Moms in Real Estate.